Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hey there, my dear ones. I am so lucky to be the host of this podcast because I love doing solo episodes. I really do, especially when I'm in a flow state and I feel like I have those feelings. I hope you have this feeling too as the listener. When I get on a real roll and I feel like I'm just You know, like you have your standing on your soapbox moment. For me, like I get in those state moments and I'm just a channel and the divine is just flowing through me in ways that feel so magical and so in service to you. And that's pretty thrilling. And likewise, I love the guests that get magnetized to Soul Guide Radio and we get you know, we're getting more and more and more requests. So I, I always see that that's a good sign that more and more people want to be on the show. And I'm just wrapping up my fourth year of podcasting. I've launched three podcasts. So this is episode number 72 of Soul Guide Radio, but I have done hundreds of episodes if you put my three podcasts together. And it's really magical when you get a guest on the show that as the host, when this person really impacts my life and I see myself making huge changes because of one conversation. And I can tell you with honesty that that is what happened after my chat with Melissa Hughes. I interviewed her about a week ago. So I've had a good seven days since our conversation and I am really in awe but all the changes that I've made for the better for in ways that are just more joyful. And so I'm really excited to share this interview with you where we're exploring the 80-20 rule. And we're going to get all into during the interview what the rule is and what it means for you in your life and how you can use it to add more joy to your life. So I am excited to get right to it. In today's episode, Melissa shares with us how to turn the 80-20 rule on its head in a powerful way, how this rule can drastically fuel your soul and improve your whole life, and how we can identify those things that we're most passionate about so we can spend more time doing them and not the things that drag us down. We'll end on a challenge that will have you spending 80% of your life doing the things and being the person that lights you up the most. So please stay with us until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can Activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, 
and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of nearly 2,200 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my website, allisonscammell.com, or in the show notes. Before we get to today's guest, I'd love to share a very lovely listener review coming from The Burns. The Burns has this to say, Allison's podcast is activating the abundance. Allison not only helps and guides others along their spiritual and soul path, but also equips them with the tools to thrive in business and abundance. So good. And thank you so much from my heart. That is what I strive to do. So I really appreciate that feedback. And if you, dear listener, are feeling so inspired or so called, I'd be so grateful for what you receive from this podcast. If you have any specific feedback, that's fantastic. And I will be so, so grateful and excited to read your words on the air. Today's guest is Melissa Hughes. Melissa is the founder of Live Rich, Spread Wealth, a business and movement that is all about helping people live richer lives as a result of becoming their best selves. Melissa is a best-selling author, speaker, and master business coach that became a self-made millionaire by the age of 31. Known as the guru of implementation, Melissa's success and that of her clients is a result of her practical, proven systems for business and life success. I absolutely loved my conversation and connection to Melissa. May you experience as much change for the better as a result of this conversation as I did. Please enjoy. Welcome, Melissa, to Soul Guide Radio. Hi, Allison. So happy to be here. I'm so excited. I am so excited, too. We both share the love of the color hot pink. Yes, we do. Yeah. And we both have a little girl. Definitely. Oh, I love it. Now, is your little girl, my little girl, is her name is Freya, and she's named after the Norse goddess of love and war. And let me tell you, she's a life force. Oh, I totally can relate. My little girl's name is Angelisa. Oh, and it's so beautiful. We combined our names. I'm Melissa. My husband's Angelo. And she's just our angel. And so she's a life force, too. I mean, she's already a world traveler. I think she's been the, she corrected me, 16 countries so far. So, wow. Yeah. So she's like, <laughs> that global citizen that we envisioned. I was like, wow. Wow. So you're in the flesh. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's a realization that I just had. I just went on a retreat to Morocco by myself. Wow, well, that was yeah. kind of a big thing yeah. and it kind of rocked my daughter's world because she's just used to me always being around. But I, I noticed like her appreciation level for me since I've been back. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, oh, I like this. 
Yeah. So that going to Morocco has really whet my own appetite for travel. And Freya is also a good traveler. So I'm like, you know what? We just need to like. Absolutely. Time, even like weekend trips, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, people would tell us, oh, she's not going to remember. But, you know, these kids remember. It, yes. and, and I'm like, you know, what? I don't care. Even if they don't remember, it'll be in her DNA. She'll be absolutely. She'll be used to dealing, you know, meeting different cultures, embracing. That'll just be how she breathes. So that's I'm like, so that's cool. okay. Regardless, it's still an investment in her soul and in her life and her expansion. That's so beautiful. And where's the best or one of the best places that you've traveled to with your daughter? Oh, there's a lot of them. But she she's to really like St. Lucia. Oh, wow. Yeah, she likes St. Lucia. But I mean, we've been to like a lot of places. So, But I think for me, the experience in Thailand, we went to Phuket Island and it was with her grandparents too. So I just feel like I felt so blessed. Like I'm, they're like feeding the elephant. And I'm like, wow, like this is so awesome for three generations to be here, you know, as a family. And I'm like, these, they're, they're creating so many memories for her, even from a grandparent's perspective. I love those kind of experiences. So that is amazing. I have traveled a lot in my life too. I used to work in the international arena. So I had to travel a lot for work. And so people always ask me, Where's the best place you've ever been? And I always say towards the top of the list is Thailand. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you. It's stunning there. Gorgeous. It's stunning. It nice. Very nice. So we're here to talk about the 80-20 rule. And I think travel is relevant because to me, the 80-20 rule is about prioritization and prioritizing your time in the right way and prior- yeah. prioritizing the stuff that is important to you. And I think yeah. for a lot of us, travel is important and it's an easy thing to say, oh, we'll just travel next month or next year. Yeah, and don't put it off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, don't so, And I was telling you before we hit record that I used to teach my audience a lot about the 80-20 rule, but I often felt When I taught it, like I understood it for myself, but I didn't know how to really illustrate it and express it for others. So I've always felt, I felt a little, I fell a little flat with it. So let us start, and I'm going to be a student here along with the listeners. What is the coveted 80-20 rule? Yeah, well, the coveted 80-20 rule, I just, I just set out to flip it on its head because I felt like 80% of our life went towards everybody else. And 20% of our life went to the things that we said we really cherished, like our families, ourselves, you know, and it's like, I'm like, okay, as I'm a business owner, but I used to be in corporate, I've been in my own business for 20 years, but I always remembered, I was like, you know, nine to five, you know, like that's, that's your best energy. That's your best, you know, (laughs) like, and you're giving it to someone else to support, you know, your job or their vision or their goals. And then when you get home, it's like the fun girl, the fun guy, like we're stressed, we're tired, and people are getting the least of us as opposed to the best of us. And I said, there's something wrong with this equation, seriously. My husband would be giving you a hug right now because he always says to me, Allison, I'm going to become a client of yours. And that way, I'll have your attention and you'll be actively listening and you won't be zoned out right now. So he's always saying he's going to hire me a client for this very reason. Yes, get on your calendar to get in your space. And so, yeah, I mean, I just felt it was just not quite, it just didn't sound right. And so I just set out to figure, well, how do I turn it on its head? Like, how do I make this happen? How do I go from, first of all, start with corporate America, 
you know, so I get the good money, but I'm just like this, but, but the people that I really care about, I'm not really seeing them. I'm not, I'm not really able to make time for them. And that was really weird because I was raised to believe, or this is what I heard, the more money you make is the more you can like buy your freedom and your time. But when I was working, even at the higher positions in corporate, that was far from the truth. It's like the more money that I made is more these shackles are on my arms. And I had to really be tied to making sure we, you know, what have you done for me lately? Like feeding the monster, <laughs> if you will. So I was like, all right, well, how can I make make money, make more money than corporate and still have time for myself? And I thought that leaving corporate would be the answer. So I had a consulting practice. Well, that didn't work so much because I was trading time for hours. And even though I made a lot more, still was in the same boat. And then I was like, you know, I need to really figure out how to live more in my purpose, live more in alignment and get to the other side of what I'm seeking. And so that's when I end up doing the coaching because I have all the experience. I can deliver the results in a very short period of time. I can have that immediate gratification and know I'm making a difference in the lives of others. But then I also have all this time to take care of my family, to be there for them. And so I have the steps for the 80-20 rule. And I call it, and that's till it's time rich and profitable. Time rich and profitable. That's what the, what my, when I'm flipping 80-20 on its head, that's the goal to be time rich and profitable. So I would say the first thing, is you have to know it's possible. That mindset, that abundance mindset, you actually have to have a belief that you don't have to work hours and hours and hours in order to be profitable. And you don't have to be the sacrificial lamb in all that you do in order to get the most out of life. So the first thing is just making sure you have the mindset, even have a belief, because whatever you believe, that's believe that's what you're going to see. So I definitely knew there was more to it because I, you know, and then, and then after that, I knew that I wanted to be fulfilled. So it's great being able to meet my management 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 by objectives, the MBOs. It was great to meet those goals, but at the same time, I'm like, but this isn't fulfilling to me. So I want to have other goals. I want to live my purpose. I want to make an impact in the world. And that's what Live Rich for Wealth is mostly about. You know, it's about embracing all of your gifts, talents, your quirky, even your quirky, your experiences. And supporting humanity in a positive way and making room for the abundance that that provides. So I wanted to be in alignment to my, with my highest good. But then I had to be able to listen to my intuition. Because when you're doing your purpose and living in your purpose, first of all, everybody has one. We're all born with one, but we're all born with divine guidance too. It's part of the package. It comes from the manufacturer. We all have availability to do that. And so the reason why that was important to pair up with time rich and profitable is to make sure that you know, while we have all the facts out there, what is that? What is that small voice saying? How is that guiding you so that you're following the path that leads to your highest good when you are of service and that you're able to lean into your purpose and be in alignment and know that you can always evolve in your purpose? That intuition is a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver also because we might, for me, when I was in, during, embarking on my journey, I didn't know what I didn't know, for one thing. And my life right now, I didn't even imagine it. I didn't even know it was really possible. So I was able to listen to my intuition and be guided to get here. But if I was leaning on everything that I know, which I know a lot, it wouldn't have brought me here. So making sure that then to know how to monetize your soul purpose. So how do you position yourself? How do you package yourself in a way that I serve giants? So a lot of the giants that I serve are educated, they're talented, but they're not always positioned. Why? Because they're servant hearts, they're servant leaders. They want to care about everybody. They want to take care of everybody, but they're doing it 
with an under with some kind of thinking that I got to do it at the sacrifice of myself. And I'm like, no, that's not a requirement. You could actually serve people powerfully, make that impact that you want, but make sure that you're you're charging enough in your business so that you have time for your family, that you have to take care of your legacy. That's your responsibility as well. And lastly, is systems are sexy. Lock it in for, for sustainability. When you are being time-rich and profitable, whatever created the success, whatever business model you have right now, make sure success leaves clues. Systemize those things that support you and honor you in living this life of being able to do what you want, when you want, with whoever you want. That's time-rich and profitable. And so that's really just as important. And people say, oh, systems are so constricting. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about systems just for systems sake. I'm talking about the systems that support your values, that support what you really want to get out of this world. What can you do to lock that in from a life perspective as well as a business perspective? Because I do believe your life should dictate your business. Your business should not dictate your life. Nice. I love all this. I want to make sure that I'm tracking you. Yes. So the 80-20 rule, as I understood it, is that 20% of our effort gets us 80% of our results typically, but most of us ignore that 20% because we're all up doing all the other stuff instead yeah, of we're doubling. Doing it, not being. Exactly. And, yeah. So. So I flipped it on its head. Yeah. So, so tell me. Yeah. It's, yeah. So flip, flip it again. Flip it again. Yeah. Tell, tell me again so the what. Flip is this. Yeah. Yeah. 80 20 rule is like, you know, like the, we don't, we, if we are able to dedicate 80% of our life to truly living and mm. 20% of our stuff is the stuff we just can't get out of. Right. Okay. I get it. So what we want to do is we want to find those things that, lead to the biggest amount of success, support our values, light us up, enable us to have enriching relationships. And that needs to be where we spend 80% of our time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And it's totally possible. Whereas I feel like, and I don't know about the, your listeners, but the way that I grew up, I didn't even know it was possible. I, I saw my family working really hard day and night, making all the sacrifices. My family is originally from Jamaica. So I'm in the United States. They made a lot of sacrifices to raise the children and things of that nature. They gave us the facts. They gave us the playbook. What do you do? You get an education, you get a job, you get your house, you get your car, you know, you start your family. Like they gave me this 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 playbook, but I, I I always the more successful I got in corporate is the more I felt that nudging that there's more to this than meets the eye, and that there is a way to be impactful, to be a servant leader, to stay a giant, and be able to take care of myself, to take care of my legacy. So what does that look like? I didn't have my daughter until forty something years old, forty three years old, right? And so it's very important. It, I'm a thorough learner. I was trying to figure this out. So that's why I love to bring this gift to others yeah. that might not be as, as seasoned as I was because I wanted to make sure that I was able to show her what is possible. That's so good. Yeah, I have such a similar story. I, you know, I, I was a farm kid. I grew up on a family farm. And my oh, yeah, dad... Yeah, you already know. <laughs> oh my gosh, my dad, like, I never saw him. He was a good dad and he yeah. was there when we needed him. But I literally never saw the guy. If it was harvest, forget it. Like, oh, I know. gone. Yeah. Well, he's this that's is, a lifestyle, right? Like, so yeah, but yeah. I just, was, I just wanted us to figure out a different way. 
That's so good. I love this conversation. So share with us, Melissa, a practice. What can we do that will help us identify what our 80% is and how we can start really living in that 80%? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is really getting in a quiet space. Oftentimes, I always say intuition is amazing. So I say prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. And when you're listening, you know, what exactly is it that you want to know? The quality of the answers we get is based on the quality of the questions that we get. So I would say in a quiet space, ask the question like, what does it need to look like for me to be able to have a successful and profitable career business and be able to have a full life with my family that's based out of love, harmony, and prosperity? And sit with that. It's a quiet space, but you want to be able to explore that, document it, journal it. These things will come to you. When you're looking about, when you're looking into what's my purpose, like what am I supposed to be doing here on this earth? That's another thing that oftentimes we already have these clues. People have already told us, like, they're like, how do you do that? Like, this is what it looks like. How do you do that? Do what? Like, (laughs) to you, it's like you're just breathing, but they're like admiring the fact that you're so organized or you're a great speaker or you're able to have these moves or or you're able to connect these very abstract concepts and put them together like you're eating a biscuit in the morning. (laughs) It's like, it's like that, you know? So what you want wants you. You want to make room for what you say you want, though, and to do the work. So the thing that about time rich and profitable is whether you are just surviving in life or whether you're thriving and living your best life, either one takes work. So choose powerfully as to what is the journey that you seek to have and create while you're here on this earth? What is the journey that you want to create for those that you love? What's the experience you want to create? What do you want to share with them? How do you want to leave this world better than when you arrived? What does that look like? And these are questions that oftentimes if we're so busy doing, 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 and being there for everyone else and not making time for ourselves, we never ask these questions. We just continue to do, 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 and we kind of call it the rat race, right? Like just same thing over and over and over again. And we actually lose our spark. We lose our joy. And so my give is to to, to remind you how important you are to all of us, how connected we are. And that even with the purest heart and wanting to provide for your family, oftentimes I hear people say, I wish... I had more time with my parent. My, my Both of my grandparents passed this year. I mean, it's like, I'm happy that I was able to make the time to be with them because once they transition, they transition. So what is it that are those things that we can create for each other to be able to live our best lives? And what is that thing that you want to leave with your gifts to leave the world better than when you arrived? It's important, especially when you have legacy. Yeah. This is such good stuff, Melissa. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a little rut I find myself in. Do you, do you follow human design at all? Oh my gosh. I, I, I have. Yeah. In the last, since the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, you find a lot of things. So yes, human design. Yes, I have. I have. Yes. So I'm a projector. So I have okay. a very finite amount of energy, more so than other hu- human design types. I really got to watch my energy because I, 
I burn out pretty easily. Yeah. So I got to just make sure that I'm always in balance. And I pinpoint a time where I can am consistently out of balance and I can't seem to shift out of it. And I'm mm. wondering, I'm sensing that some listeners have a similar scenario yeah. and I would love your perspective on this. So I see all my clients in the afternoon. That's when I wish to see them because I like to have my creative time in the morning for writing yes. and all this stuff, right? Absolutely, yes. And then I love it. And I I never book too many clients because I know how many I can handle in a day. So good yes. boundaries there. Yes. But here's where I fall flat. My daughter comes home three days a week. She she goes to aftercare. So she comes home at 5 p.m. Yes. Those are the three days a week I have clients, right? Because I... I live in Europe, my clients in yes. North America, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes. Five o'clock comes around and I like, I'm the family cook. My husband is the family dishwasher. I do the cooking and I like to make relatively healthy meals. I like to cook and I like to make those. But then I'm so tired mm-hmm. from the client, coming down from the clients. My daughter's home. She hasn't seen me all day. And then there's dinner and I find this five o'clock hour I just, I am not living my best life at 5 p.m. I guess. What would you say to someone who has kind of a good system going, but then there's still like a a, a, cho- a, 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 a point where they just right. seem to be in a rut? Right. You know, what I love about the fact that we both have young daughters is I did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. They and run I, the household, honey. They run it and they're like, I'm arrived. Mommy, yeah, exactly. I did this. Daddy, what are you up to? And I, like, it's like this limitless energy that they have. And they're like, don't you have energy that I have? Come on, let's play. Right, right, right. And I had my daughter in my 40s too. So, oh, okay. you know, I'm not in my 20s or, yes. you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm a woman in my 40s. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so what, first of all, I had to shift a few things, right? And so motherhood, I will tell you with full transparency, I had a successful business for a while. Having a daughter, I don't think, I don't, it doesn't matter when you have a, a child. However, since I had one older, I feel like I lived a full life and then she was like a trap door. It's like a whole other dimension of life that opened up. I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this a real situation? You're like, it was like the, the learning curve, the whole nine yard. It's a different way. Oh my way gosh, of the learning curve. Oh learning my gosh. Curve. That's why I was like, I, I said to myself, I kind of knew that I was just going to have the one, but I was like, I have to have, try to have more kids just because of this learning curve. Like, what am I going to do with this knowledge? So I decided, so first and foremost, I had to shift my thinking because I, you know, this is why if she was invited on this earth, like that I get to play with her, I get to learn this soul. And I still keep that, like, for me, it's a joy to pick her up or it's a joy to take her to school. I had to shift it because as an older mom, I, I, I love that I'm an older mom because I remember how I was in my 20s. I was that go-getter A-type. I mean, I just can see myself trying to make it in the world and dragging her along with me. <laughs> you know, but now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, she's having a bad day. Oh, like I can actually be present. So the secret that I found to be able to do those transitions from being on calls and stuff is to actually, before I start off in the morning with anyone else, I get in my quiet place, 
I have to work out because as an older mom, we have got to get that energy up because look, they don't understand it. Them were like as young as they are. They were, they were you know. And so I had to make sure that I expanded my energy capacity for one thing. The other thing I do in the morning is I set an intention for the day. So those days that are a little bit more busy or hectic, I actually map out how I want to feel and how I want other people to feel as a result of my day. So Angelisa also has these, these, you know, she goes to school, she does have her after thing. And then there's Wednesdays are my, my work. Wednesdays is really my big, busiest work day. So she comes in. I already know this. So I'm like, okay, I envision, okay, during the day I'm serving my clients. I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling myself. I'm serving my clients. They feel great. I feel great. They feel empowered to do the next step. When my daughter comes home, then I'm like, I want her to feel welcome and belonging and that I'm excited to see her. And, and, and what is, and I think, and then my husband, I want to make sure he feels loved and, and that he's a priority and he knows where he fits into the biggest things. So I really map out my feelings and emotions and how I want to impact the world each day. So what happens is when I'm tired and my daughter's coming to the, to the house, I'm like, I give her this big hug and then I have us do something that's able to leverage, you know, my energy. I'm like, oh, or while I'm cooking, here's this great thing that I found for you. Oh, you know, like I just like have her busy while I'm busy and I just like pour into her while I'm getting my stuff together. So I I look to create those times and I have to be as an older mom, I have to like be strategic about it, right? Like, so she's having the best time of her life. She thinks she's like totally adding value to she is because of presence, but you know, she thinks she's also part of this whole thing. Oh, let's get this. I, I try to keep the play in it. Yeah. And in the play, I'm able to navigate, okay, let's blend this activity. Let me still focus on the cooking, but let's see how she can feel like she's part of it as well. She might, you know, mix up the eggs. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. Or she might crack an egg and I have to take out the like <laughs> the white. <laughs> but it's like she feels included, but I'm not running around the house chasing her. Yeah. I love this. I love that you plan your emotions. Like this yes. is how I'm going to feel today. And yeah. it's true that I have my busier days too. My less Wednesdays are my easy day, which is really funny mm. because my daughter goes to school at, until noon on Wednesdays. And then I, I take Wednesday afternoons off. Yes. It's funny as I say, they're my easy days. It's usually the, the day that I expend the most energy. <laughs> So it's like, I don't know, like easy air quotes there, but yeah. like you kind of, you know, I know the days that are going to require heavier lifts. So just right. prepare for it. Yeah. And just have that, prepare your mindset, prepare, what are you wanting to create? And so taking back your power and being able to create your future, what does that look like? And then at night I dump things out. Like I'm like, you know, I just, whatever the concerns of the day is, I'm like, okay, God, here, you know, I'm struggling with this. I'm giving it to you. I want to answer in the morning. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to take it on. I'm like, some of these things are not, you know, they're bigger than me. So if I'm struggling with this answer, so I, that's how I can have peace at night too. But definitely I have to be conscious creation of what I want life to look like. And I feel like that's what thriving looks like. People are like, oh, well, how do you live your best life? It's work either way because you want to be intentional. You want to be conscientious. If you're no longer surviving to make it happen in life and just like surviving by this or that, you're now in a position where you have to create your life. And so how do we want to create it? 
in a way with grace. And I always say with grace and ease, because that's my, that's my, be- my best words. So what I want to do with grace and ease, how do I be profitable with grace and ease? How do I serve my family with grace? How do I serve clients with grace and ease? And so these are the intentions I set forth. And when I do that, I might go into the question or go into the intention without an answer, but I know how I want to feel. And I know how I want my actions to land with whoever I'm in experience, whoever I'm in communication or connection with. And then the the magic unfolds from there. You know, my tagline is with joy and ease. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And did you ever follow Wayne Dyer? Not follow him. I read some of his books before, though. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm familiar with him. He said, I remember years ago when I first got on the spirituality track, I was listening to a recording of his. And I just remember this intention. He said, I flow forward with joy and ease. And that was like kind of, it's amazing. And it just stuck. This was like 20 years ago. I flow forward with joy and ease. And I was like, oh, I want to flow forward with joy and ease. Joy and ease, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, mine's grace and ease. But, you know, having those mantras and those guiding principles I promise you, I don't have all the answers in a, in a, in a world where I'm thriving. Cause I'm like, I feel like I've stretched past my goals. Like my goals that I had when I was younger, I was like, that's so far gone. I'm living in this world. I'm just living in the surrender at this point. Hmm. But when I'm living in the surrender, it's really about how I want to feel in this experience. I don't know what the experience is going to be, but this is how I want to feel. This is what I really treasure. This is how I am flowing in life with grace and ease as I serve the world and just holding true to. I can serve the world, but I also want to make sure that my family's intact too. So it's yeah. like having this menu and I'm, I'm picking what are all the possibilities and, or better. And I yes. say that or better. Or better. Yeah. <laughs> this is something better. I love that. And so if any of our listeners are like, yeah, Melissa, I'll check in with my, my intuition, but I sometimes struggle to really find what my 80% is. What are those things that I love and I'm passionate about? Any other tips or tricks. Yeah, it's never too late. You know, I think that it's not that it's not there. It's that we have to really be present to exploring it. You know, so some people be like, well, you know, I I talked to some yesterday and they're like, well, I like sports, but I'm not really good at it, but I'm very organized. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well, I mean, he's like very detail oriented. And I was like, all right, well, in the sports industry, there's a lot of opportunities for people who are detail, detail oriented to make a difference in the industry. And then you're already around what you really love. So I'm just saying, like, as opposed to saying, oh, well, if it doesn't look like that, I can't do it. Or how am I going to monetize that? I know when I was younger, I really only heard about doctors, lawyers, firemen, policemen, teachers, nurses, you know, there's very basic roles. But as I've been living my life, there's roles that I didn't even think exist. I didn't even know existed. So be open to following that. I mean, it is easy to discount it because we're human. And if we can't see it, it's hard to believe it. But if you have that nut nudging in your soul and, od- and honestly, intuition, it never leaves you. So the message you got five years ago is the same damn message you're going to get right now. <laughs> intuition doesn't change its colors. So I would say listen and and lead from that place. And so I'm not saying that it's easy. And it sounds quite crazy when I think about it, if I think about my old self, right? I didn't think I'd ever have a life like this, but I would say eventually I listened and you're you're hearing this from a thorough learner. That means there's a long time that I didn't listen and I know where that led me, right? 
And so if you're looking to discover your 80-20 rule, I would say get in line with your purpose. There's actually tests you can take for purposes, but oftentimes I will tell you, all you have to do is ask like, you know, your, your five people around you, you know, what is the thing that you can count on me to, you can count on me for? What is it that you can't count on me for? And they'll tell you. <laughs> you know them. And then, and, and explore that. And then you also want to, and you can get some mentorship and get some coaching. You can also, you know, read some books about how do you package yourself in a way that you're able to live in that and monetize that in a way that really supports your lifestyle. Everybody doesn't want to be a millionaire, right? I'm a millionaire, but everybody doesn't want to be one. But if you're like having a healthy lifestyle, like half a million or 350 or something like that, and you have freedom in your life and freedom of time, that's also part of the priceless equation. That's your 80% of your life living it on your terms. And I would just say, explore it, pursue it. I have ex- plenty of examples that, that it's, it's possible. And so I'm hoping that that is something that you can, that, that you can take as far as knowing what that looks like. I served giants for over 20 years, people that are highly talented or educated, and I'm able to see, well, what's their highest form of service? I don't know if anyone ever heard, Jack of all trades, master of none. I don't know if you've ever, do you ever have that saying in, in Europe at all as far as yeah. you're yeah. talented at all these things, but you're not really a master of any of it? Yeah. Well, oftentimes that's a symptom of a giant. And what I do is I look at, well, well let's, let's integrate all of these talents and look at what's the highest place that you can, what's the highest form of these talents that require all these talents for you to serve in the best way, right? Mm-hmm. So so what's the, high, like, how can you have the height and bring all your talents together and package that? Because when you package that, then you're more in alignment. When you want to market, when you want to serve people, it's from the most powerful place. And I would say when you're working in other environments, not every place, but a lot of places, they don't want all of you. (laughs) They want the piece of you that will support them in getting their goals. They don't want that other side of you. When you're in your business, you do need to integrate all of who you are to have the biggest impact with the most grace and the most ease. Because when you're fragmenting yourself in your own creation, it is less productive. It's like you have leaks and things of that nature. And you're not going to be able to charge as much. But when you own all of who you are and what you can serve in the best way, then now you have that uniqueness about you. Because if you happen to be the coach that's a coach, a business coach, but but you're really great at singing. Well, that's a uniqueness about you. That's something like, okay, everybody can't say that. But when you are in alignment, you express your joy. You express your authenticity. It gives other people permission to be authentic as well. So I'm just saying that it's really important to embrace all of who you are. You're that valuable. It's important for you to reveal your ups and downs with the people that you care about. That vulnerability is very important when you're in a safe space because that's where you can grow and get stronger and get reinforced in how you're able to position yourself from that perspective and be a, and, and create the most amazing experiences and that be your 80% in the world. Oh, Melissa, I have been loving this conversation and just coming to me personally at just the right time. You have such a beautiful way to bring things to life and explain things that feel very integratable, like things that I can start doing tomorrow. And I love that. So would you be so kind as to leave our listeners with an invitation? 
I invite I invite your listeners. And first of all, I want to say, Allison, thank you so much. Thank you for being a light on this planet. Thank you for having this place and this home for folks to get inspired that can accept their love for God and love for being bigger than is bigger than us and knowing that that's a relationship that we hold near and dear to ourselves. So I would say what I'd love to leave your listeners with is just know that your light is necessary, that you matter that much, that, you know, when you show up for yourself, you're showing up for the people that you love. Take care of yourself. Put yourself first. It's not being selfish. I spoke to this gentleman the other day, and he's all about making a billion people, inspiring a billion people to be happy. And I said, my question was like, okay, well, while you're inspiring a billion people, how are you keeping your household happy? And he said something that was really key. He said, well, when, he says it's very practical. It's, 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 it's incremental. It's not like, it's not like the whole, you don't have to like do the biggest things, but every day, the first thing he does, he starts out with spending, giving himself an hour of his time to himself. He works out, he reads, he fuels himself. Then he spends time with his children and his wife and things like that. He has his whole day mapped out because he wants his day to resemble his values and what he truly cherishes. And he said that the reason I start off with myself first is because when I'm healthy, when I'm strong, when my mental capacity is solid and grounded, I can be there for everybody else. And if I don't take care of myself first, and now I'm impacted by having compromised health or something's going on with me, all I can do is handle myself and take care of myself. And I'm not good for anyone else. So I want to leave your listeners to just be reminded that you matter. Like, it's not selfish to put yourself first. I want to take a stand for you basically being able to give from an overflow, not from a deficit. If you think of a cup and you think of a saucer, because you do the, you do tea in Europe, I know you do the tea time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you pour water in this cup, you know, oftentimes we oftentimes work with an empty cup, right? And that like, we don't, I, I really want to make sure you give from an overflow. What that means is if you imagine a cup and you're pouring that that tea in it, I'm actually wanting it to overflow outside of the cup into the saucer. The liquid in the saucer, that's the overflow I want you to give from. Because when you give from that, you never run out and you have that sustainability. So find out what is your overflow lifestyle look like so that you show up intact, powerful, good health, so that you're able to truly be the best for yourself as you are the best for those around you. We need you that much. It's not selfish. It is self-care. It is It is what we really want from you, the best of you. So put yourself first so that you can be the best for all the people that you love. What is your overflow lifestyle? That's one of the best questions I've heard in a while. So write that <laughs> down, everybody. We're going to be putting it in the show notes. What is your overflow lifestyle look like? Do some journaling. Do some contemplative. Yes. Go out yes. in nature. And if you don't like to journal, just take it with you on a walk and yes, connect with absolutely. nature and allow your intuition to speak to Whoa. you. Melissa, I have loved this conversation so much. I know some of our listeners are going to want to learn more about you. How can they find you? Well, I bring gifts. <laughs> Yay, we love gifts. So, so one thing that is in order to inspire you to 
pretty much follow that intuition in order to inspire you to make unapologetic decisions that really lead to amazing legacy moments and, and, and really is very fulfilling. I actually released a documentary on the movement of Live Rich, Spread Wealth. And so if anyone wants to see what it looks like to not come from a whole lot, but to be able to take what you have, what your gifts are as you come into this world and really follow that calling, if you will, that divine assignment, I would say go to liverichspreadwell.com and then you'll have access to the movie. It's complimentary. I'll never charge. And if we just want to, if you want, if you're listening to Allison and you hear us talking, reach out to me on social media. I am Melissa Hughes. I am Melissa Hughes. Or you can go to melissahughes.com. I would love to hear from you. Ah, that's amazing. And we will leave all of those links in the show notes. Melissa, thank you so much from my heart for sharing your wisdom today on Soul Guide Radio. Love it. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate you. And thank you, my dear ones, so much for tuning in. I am so, so grateful for you. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find a link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.